0: thechairshot.com always use your head
1: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the five rounds podcast the only podcast out there with the cardio for the deep water championship rounds uh, i am mags and with me as always my son carlos carlos how are you Not too bad. How was yourself? Uh, Tired, really, really tired. It's been a long, long few weeks. Uh, Getting to the run up though to next week's UFC uh, 254. Uh, This is uh, the third fight so far. This in this kind of a fat island run. Uh, UFC Fat Night: Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie. Uh, quickly run through these uh preliminary uh fights. So we started the the card with uh Nurmagomedov uh, picking up the first round KO of Mark Striegel. Uh then we had a, a second round KO for Maxim Grishin against uh Anti, Antigulov in the latter division. that's a good win for Max Griffin uh, uh, Max Grishin to be fair in that that division. Then we had a, a, a decision in the lightweight division where Faris Zayam picked up the, the victory against Jamie Malarca. Uh, going into the middleweights, got another do, uh, another decision with Park Young uh, getting the, the nod against John Phillips. The women's farweight, another decision. Uh, Gillian Robertson uh, picking up the win against Pollyanna Battaglio. And then we rounded off uh, with a controversial decision to be fair in the lightweight division. Uh, and even uh uh Guram uh, after the the fight said he felt that uh Mateus Gamrock got robbed of that decision and he was not happy with with his own performance but also with the performance of the of the, the the judges but then going on to the main card we started with uh the return of Thomas Almeida after what nearly 2 years out of the out of the, the game with uh injuries and stuff like that coming up against a uh, Jonathan Martinez, who's, uh, who's been on a, a, a really good run of form in uh, in the UFC, and he continued that with a, a good decision picture. And he, this was as probably as one-sided as a fire as you're going to get until we talk about the main event. It was just... Um, such great octagon control by Martinez. The shots he landed really hurt uh, Almeida from from pretty much the beginning when he landed started landing the 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 kicks to the leg, and you could see that uh, the welt was happening straight away on Almeida, on Almeida's legs. Uh, it was just a just a a great display from from. Uh, Martinez from round one all the way through uh, to round three, he absolutely dominated the the fight against Almeida. Uh, really did well to control the outcome. Uh, Almeida's... You, you, we talk about ring rust, and we 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 kind of go back to Dominic Cruz's comments about how it's not a thing, and I think. It more often than not it gets proved that it is a thing because Almeida had obviously been out for so long uh, and he felt almost gun shy in this fight not the Almeida that we normally like to see but, uh, who, who is very kind of aggressive with his shots he just didn't seem to be in this fight at all um he survived uh, getting, uh, getting knocked out, uh, and the last round was probably his best round. He landed a few more shots, but Martinez is just the power he has in his in his in his weapons at bantamweight. is just shocking, uh, the way he's just. Is, is almost like a coiled spring and when he when he snaps you, you know about it um, but yeah he's a great victory for, for Martinez, uh, good decision uh, all the judges saw it exactly the same, give all three rounds to to Martinez and Almeida only just come back and straight away needs to go back to the drawing board yeah that's it, you can't
0: uh, you, you can't blame the guard. He, he came in uh, looking at Jonathan, uh, he's not uh, an easy fight, even though he's a young guy, he's not an easy fight for for your first part back, especially after a, a two-year-long um, layoff. Um, like you say, his aggression weren't there, and his timing he just wasn't there, and he, he couldn't get the timing of, of, of Jonathan and Jonathan four and one in the UFC now, mm-hmm. uh, which says not a bad run for a, a young fighter. Um, his game plan clearly worked. He he, he stuck to his movement. Um, Listen to his coach really well. Obviously, only having one coach in his corners, which had, uh, which had little to no effect on him. Which obviously we've seen um, other fighters with only one coach, and it's had a dramatic effect on their performance. Uh, being having the coaches sort of being outnumbered, but tonight Jonathan didn't that didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the one good thing that uh, that impressed me with his fire, uh, was the fact that he was able to still um, hit Thomas going backwards, not only just forwards, so mm-hmm. that was a skill in his arsenal. and all that, good, him going on after this, people are going to have to look at it and go, oh, well, this guy is dangerous on the feet, he, he could knock me out going forward, but he can also catch me going backwards, so
1: that's uh, yeah, good for him and uh, good moving forward so well done to him yep so then going from that far we uh we enter the welterweight division and James Krauth versus Claudio Silva talk about one sided decisions and this again was was, was very very one sided um Silva's Kind of unorthodox, um, almost wild—a way of attacking—really was his undoing for me in this fight. Uh, he he leaves his chin out way too much for me, and and all the way through this fight, his kind of like the way it was so easy to telegraph his shots because. Um, he would take a step forward and leave his chin out and then uh, he'd have these wild arcing swings with his shots and James Krause pretty much over the, the, the course of three rounds had a perfect counter punching game he, uh He knew that shots were coming from from silver he was able to get out of the way and land, uh, land uh, the the shots on on silver's chin. Silver, to be fair, has a decent chin because he took some some big shots from from Kraus, but it was three rounds of of silver almost it was almost like a bum fart. Uh, from Silver, where he was just looking to just to land a wild shot, and and he had no kind of technique behind it. It was really, really, it was jarring to see because Sil- uh, the the fights we've seen Silver in before, he's never really acted this way. He's always been kind of like a uh, an old, unorthodox fighter, but not so kind of wild and like, like without any kind of technique. Uh, Kraus did really well to to not. Th- into that game plan of, of, of swinging wild he, he was very uh, efficient with his shots uh, he was able to land off a, a lot more combinations where Silver was looking for, for just the big hit one thing I was really impressed with um, from Kraus is uh, he was really listening to his coaches and there was a point in the second round where he didn't hear what his coaches said so he shouted for him to say it again to make sure he got he got uh, the the, the coaching across really clever, especially a great use of this kind of a uh, no fan era where you, you can get coached whilst in in the fight. Um but yeah going I think uh, Silver's third round was probably his best round. I still gave all three rounds to to Kraus. Uh, uh yeah it was just a a, a very well played counter fighting fight for me from, from James Kraus. That's it. Uh, he deserved
0: the victory. His game plan clearly worked uh He's a coach now as well, isn't he? So mm-hmm. uh, not only has he got to go in there and and his game plan to work, he's got to go in there with the confidence of it to work for him to go back and teach his own students and going this this works. So I've I've proved it works myself. Um, basically, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, you can tell, Silver. is a grandfather. He he didn't. For me, he didn't sort of know or understand how to deal with um, basically the, the, the length of James and the heart of James, and like you say, he was just mad, wild swinging in hopes to just either catch him or one of them or uh, try and set him up for a takedown, which he, well, he, he never really got. He just got punch like he said, and, and James he did the perfect game. Play. He a hit and move, hit and move, and hit and move, and just not staying in one spot. Cause that's all that's all Silver could have really done, and that's all he was mm-hmm. basically waiting for was waiting for James to basically just stand in one single spot. And James just knew from his fart level IQ, which we go back to all the time, and like I say him being a coach now, he he knows the sort of stuff, what he's got to look out for, the dangers. And and like you said, going back to when he said uh, to his coach, can you repeat what he said, uh, that's another added benefit of obviously not fighting in front of the crowds. Because if he, if he couldn't hear what his coach said then, imagine what farters miss the coach is saying when the arena's packed with yeah, exactly. 60,000, 70,000 fans. Um so yeah, that's just shows really, not just high level, but also as well it shows confidence that you... Yeah, because uh, how many fighters who, who do you actually know who are actually like, Oh, what did you say? What would help me out? A lot of fighters mm-hmm. are arrogant, yeah. whereas he's clearly, even though he's he's been a fighter for years, he's a coach for fighters, he's still... Learning. Yeah, yeah. so he's still a, a good enough of a student to... Uh, ask his coach what his coach basically told him to do um, but again good game plan for him he played it as a lot of people might say he, he played it a boring way but at the end of the day he, he played it how he needed to play it to win the fight and that's at his age and at this level of the game that's what you need to do so congratulations to him for the victory
1: yeah so after that we go into a couple of our first round finishes uh, first one is in the lightweight division Jimmy Crute and uh Modeskas uh Bocskus. Um Bocskus started well started off with a leg kick. Uh Crute went for for the takedown. Uh, uh Bocskus attempted uh, to uh to defend it but he ended up being uh, pushed up against the cage uh, and that's where Crute is probably is his most dangerous. Landed a couple of knees to the leg, uh landed one to the cup. Uh, the ref ended up calling timeout, out, uh, which meant Cruz crew uh, lost that position. Um, they didn't really stop for for that long, and then the the fat was back in in the middle of the octagon. Cruz uh, landed a uh, punch and a leg kick, and and then Cruz uh, just carried on, kind of punishing uh, that leg. His his shots were were absolutely brutal, and and then. Uh, uh, Bekkakis was trying to throw uh, leg kicks of his own, and um, then Crew did his uh, a combination. They landed quite a few times. I mean, this fight only went on for a couple of minutes, but he landed the the leg kick uh, over and right combination quite a few times, and he lands it, and this this time, and it, and it ended the fight basically. Um, uh, Bekkakis tried to like regain, got back to his feet whilst being clearly. Uh, uh, damaged by the shot and and another punch clean to the chin, which put him uh, up against the cage. Uh, he wasn't fully cleaned it out, cleaned out, but uh, the ref knew that the the lights were on, but there was nobody there. Uh, stops the fight. Jimmy Coo wins, and the and mad respect to the kid that he went and sat and uh, put his arms around uh, Modestus uh, after the fight. Great victory for him, and, and another massive statement for for Jimmy Coo.
0: Oh, so he's uh, he, he's in there to make a statement, he's one of my, like, I said, like you said last week, he's one of my uh, favourite fighters, uh, he's come in, he, he won his debut, took a loss, took it on the chin, went back to the gym like a man, licked his wounds and fixed what he needed to fix and I, this version of, of Jimmy Crew is just better, he's more aggressive, mm-hmm. he's more precise, he's his timing's on point, his skill set, he's getting better day in, day out. Um, and then obviously him getting the finish the way he, he did, earning the respect of Dana there and then he even got a smile out of Chimieff. So that must say something if you're getting a smile out of that guy. Um, and then obviously his call out at the end. Uh, so he's not... He's not afraid to to take that next step in
1: his career. Yeah, but he, but th- what I really liked about the Krylov call, call out was he wasn't jumping way above his station. He wasn't going, oh yeah, I want top five or mm. what. He was going. He was like, he knows that there's levels, and and Krylov is the next step on. Well, he knows he's
0: got time. He knows mm-hmm. he, he he's one of these fighters who who still knows that he's still got time to to be a world champion, so what's the point in being the next Sage Northcourt, it's the point in being uh, that guy who's, who's just going to get rushed to the top and then, before you know it, your confidence has just been shattered because you picked up two or three losses in a row and you don't know how to get back on a winning ways, so it's it's a good thing for him that he's, he's like you say, he's able to take the next step but he knows not to jump too far ahead of himself, so tonight just... It just proves that he's, his head is in the right position. Everything that he's working on in the gym is working for him. and It just goes to show other fighters who obviously take a loss and, and dwell on it. At the end of the day, you can always turn that round. Jimmy, Jimmy Crew's done it. He, he took a loss. He's come back. He's a better fighter from this. Mm-hmm. And The, the
1: kid's going to be a, a future world champion. He, you he's out. definitely got that mad. I mean, he took the, the one loss he's got in the UFC uh, and really learned from it and he's come back as a better fighter. Definitely. Uh, so after that, we are going to the, the co-main event. Uh, Jessica Andrade uh, uh, going into the the flowerweight division, looking to be the first women in uh, UFC history to have wins in three separate UFC weight classes. Um the start of this fight I, I I was just shocked at the difference in size between these these two ladies um, Jessica Andrade is on obviously only five foot one and uh, uh Ch is like five nine, so she towered over uh, Andrade and you, you would have thought that that uh, would have, would be able to use that heart and that reach advantage to to keep uh, Andrade at bay we all know that Andrade is big game is picking people up slamming them and 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 getting getting the fight to the ground uh, And and Kagan we had it was the, the perfect position to to kind of thwart that but she just wasn't able to uh, and Georgia just from pretty much the start of the fight just dominated uh Chu Kagan when they uh, uh, were able to to go into the clinch, was able to drag uh Chukagin to the ground, was able to slam her when she wanted. Chukagin uh obviously with that uh, brown belt in Jujitsu um she attempted to, to go for a, a couple of arm bars and leg submissions and things like that. But just the the tenacity of Andrade just won the fight for her. She, every time um she obviously knew that she had to get in that gut in in that pocket um, was gonna eat shots. Uh, she had a lot of uh, like, uh, knees when she was forcing two uh, up against the cage, uh, but she just had no fear, and uh, it kind of like threw two off a, off again. And uh, the end came pretty much when the 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 klaxon for the for the ten seconds uh, at the end of the fight happened. Um, she Andrade landed a, a shot to the gut, and you could see. It was, you could see, it it definitely hurt either the liver or the kidney because uh, Chukagin turned her back on her opponent to to kind of run away. Uh, You could see her wincing and screaming in pain. And Andrade smelled blood. She went in. uh, She wasn't kind of like... Overlay, uh, well, it, it's hard to, to put into words, but she wasn't. She didn't bum rush in uh, and, and throw a while. She was very, very clever with how she did it. She she knew that uh, uh, Kagan was going to defend uh, uh, a liver and a kidney, so she opened her up by hitting uh, a couple of punches to the face, knowing that then Chukagin would have to defend that, and then landing the sweet uh, kind of like hook to the to the gut. Chukagin went down ref stopped the fight, 5 seconds of the first round to go and Jessica Jordan has entered a new division took out the number one contender and she has got to be in line for a Shevchenko fight, surely to god you you can't, you come into a
0: new division uh, you've already been the champion of one division and Mm -hmm. you're the first female fighter to fight in over 3 weight classes
1: and the first to win uh,
0: yeah and the first to win yeah, that's saying something. Uh, she's has got to be next in line for the title shot. The one thing that surprised me with Caitlin is the fact is she didn't seem to care about letting Jessica get into guard as uh, as such and getting into clinch work. It's like she was just relying on her brownwell BJJ to just be so much better than hers that mm-hmm. she wouldn't have to worry about keeping her at distance, keeping her away, so it just looked like to my, my personal opinion, it just looked like she she didn't, she hasn't worked on that because she's worked on just the bits of a stand-up, probably more of a ground game just in case if it does go to the ground, which you can tell she has with uh, some of the setup she was trying to do, but Jessica was just a little bit more advanced to let herself go into silly positions and and basically face the consequences of it. Um, she's been champion before, so she knows what it takes and she knows what and what not to do. Obviously, taking out the account of when she got a face beating from Waleed Zhang. That's obviously a totally different story. But <laughs> um, she went in there, like you say, she after the body shot, she just knew it were over. I, once you scream in pain like that, body shots are horrible. Once you yeah. take a body shot, they are—they are honestly just one of the worst things you can take. Probably is, is just a clean body shot, and then, and it's, it's, it's one of them as well. I like, it's so hard to hard. You can have as as good of a game face as you want. Once you take a good body shot, you like, Yeah. Stop. Oh, fuck it. Shit. <laughs> I can you, you just can't. You just can't hide it, so it's it's easy for a fighter like Jessica to just, oh, I've hurt you, right, really? well, I'm, I'm going to jump on you. But then, like you pointed out, how she wasn't reckless or careless of it. A couple of fights ago, this sort of Jessica probably would have been reckless with. it. Mm-hmm. She probably just would have stormed in, probably ended up gassing herself out and punching herself out, trying to finish her. She knew that Caitlin would have protected... An uh, abdominal area so what? what's the key thing to do is well you don't attack that area you attack up top if you attack up top they're going to let them abdominal area free so she Jessica did that like you said one or two shots and then perfect bang near enough a body uppercut mm-hmm. and then the fight they said the fight were over and there's your next title contender right there
1: yeah absolutely uh, I would I would not put put it past Jessica to be a double champion uh, well not a double champion but a champion in two divisions because that Jessica was a smart um, very measured fighter and and especially coming off like, the, the kind of fights where she, she goes all in and kind of leaves herself open to attack she was very very intelligent I say, that. well
0: not just only that the fact is she did it over someone who's got a lot of got a He's a lot taller now, mm-hmm. and he's got a much bigger reach advantage than it.
1: And, and, as it normally has, a, a very, very good, uh, not only ground game, but, but uh, a striking game.
0: Exactly, it just gives you sort of confidence, well, if I were, um, Jessica, it sort of give me confidence going into that fight against Shevchenko, knowing yeah. that I've just been able to do that against rank number one in that division. Yep,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's get into the fact that that this whole card was built around you could have had literally bumfires all the way on the card and this is the fact that that meant something the the grudge match between Korean zombie and Brian Ortega and it just didn't come off how, how people thought it would um, yeah uh, Brian Ortega picked up the the uh, decision victory D- so so dominant. What a great fight! I mean, we we talk about Almeida taking time off and uh, and and having ring rust. Brian Ortega had to take a lot of time off, uh, and he had a lot of uh, injuries to deal with. But he's come back a, a much more rounded I mean, fighter. Such a relatively good. same amount of time off as well. Yeah. So. Yeah such a good fire uh, 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 obviously we know korean zombie is someone who who has only one direction he goes forward and he goes on the attack um, but ortega had just he just dominated every single round of this fire his shots were crisp uh his uh his grappling were, was was on form and for someone who, who's kind of game is based around grappling he did well to stand and bang with uh, with uh, Korean Zombies just showing him he could beat him at his own game Uh, Korean Zombies just didn't seem in this fight at all he just he he was gunshot he was very very gunshot I think he was waiting for the opportunity to like like uh, Dan Hardy said on on the commentary He's waiting for the opportunity for the perfect shot and that shot didn't come now Ortega didn't land the perfect shot but he landed a hell of a lot of shots uh, he, he really damaged uh, Ortega uh, he really damaged uh, Korean Zombie the, the the best that Korean Zombie had I felt was in the second round I felt he, he kind of turned up his game a little bit but even even then, it took one move from Ortega to, to win that round when he hit the hit the Chris Jericho Judas effect and and, and knocked a Korean Zombie down. In in the third, he just turned up the, up the the. The, the fire again, and Ortega was hitting body kicks leg kicks shots to the face in the fourth round We saw where he, he landed. Um, it, it almost looked like a clash of heads But then you can also see the the shots to the face when uh, when uh, Ortega uh, rushed uh, Korean zombie to, to the cage It uh, busted a uh, zombie open and that would that was really distracting and the ref uh, called the doctor in to see if uh, the fight could continue. The fight did continue. We got to the end of the, the fifth round, uh, but this was as much of a, a dominant fight as you're going to see uh, for a long time in, in the UFC. Uh, Ortega just absolutely he tore uh, Korean Zombie apart um, in, in ground game, in attacks. Just a great victory. And Ortega should surely be looking at, at this kind of like uh, fight against the the champion Volkanovski.
0: Well, so you you probably couldn't argue the case, could you? But uh, well, uh, Brian, you you can't take it away from him. Uh, I'll give it to him as well. A lot of people were expecting him to come and just try and grapple, but I'll give it to him. He he did not try and initiate the the grappling, and when he did. It was only when the Zombie sort of either got a bit weak or sloppy and messed mm-hmm. up and it was just an easy opportunity for Brian to take, which, like I said, in that sense, in this level of game, you've got to be sensible about this sort of stuff. If you can finish your fight by doing that, finish your fight, because it's only going to give you and make you look better and only going to give you the opportunity to move on and advance to the next position. Unlike your opponent who's then gonna get knocked down back down the cherry tree picking. So he after the the time off, after the surgery, after the loss to Max has clearly made him a better fighter. Clearly he's opened up his his stand up game. We already know that he's a good boxer anyway, but mm-hmm. his head movement is more on point. You can tell his his footwork the fact is, he can not just get in and out, but he's not all. Once he's once he sort of out, he'll stay out a little bit before he goes back in. Whereas if you sort of sim with Max, he weren't really moving around a lot, and when he were, Max were cutting him off and getting the right angles, and it was just falling for the same stuff near enough for the full uh, uh, four rounds. And in this fight, it was just totally different. He he was the max in this situation yep. and zombie was him um like you said zombie were just gunshot he didn't and uh, i said this fight could even go one or two ways it could either be a boring little slap and dodge for five rounds or it could be a slugfest and it was one part a, a slugfest it, and one part a, just
1: it, opposite fighters yeah,
0: yeah opposite fighters. So. It, it was sort of like, it's a miss where what's actually going to happen and you can't blame uh, Ortega for for not trying to finish the fight, he was trying to finish the fight and even Zombie, he was trying to finish on certain occasions, it's just like he said, he was gun he wasn't wanting to go forward and I think it was something to do with like the, the mind games it must have been like obviously Ortega coming out with the Mexican music and the Mexican flag which mm-hmm. I personally have never seen him do before now we used to back to Zombies one of his last losses to Rodriguez who's Mexican and then beat him and he's got a record for one of the latest stoppages with an elbow now not only did he do that I think it was in this, what, it was second or third round where he caught him with near enough the exact same elbow yeah. that so that's somewhat...
1: Well he caught him at the end of the fifth as well, like very near the end of the final.
0: The, yeah, so the, 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 all that sort of shit adds up, it's going to be like, fuck, I've been knocked out by that. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just, he, he was just falling for the, he was he falling for the same stuff and he was not trying to fix anything there. And then, and especially when he was going back to his corner, like obviously I don't speak Korean so I ain't gonna fucking clue what they were saying. but. You can tell that when he was first of all when he were when he were hurt, when he were gassed out, when he just needed to breathe, his coaches and his team were d- rubbing his ass, well, rubbing his back. Did, did, or, did I don't even know what they were saying, but you can tell that they were telling him technique or telling him what to do and what not to do. And it was just like, you need to back up a second. You you need to just take a fucking step back and and just says, I'll be brave. Yeah. Just before you do, I'll just breathe. Just take get your breath back lad, right now go out there, right now get in, right now you're focused, right now let's try and change something up and win this fucking fight. And I think his coaches didn't help him, every single time we were going back and he was already a bit dazed from taking getting punched in the face and getting elbowed in the face and when you've got one coach here and one coach here and you've got a guy back here and you've got a cut man there telling you it's put pretty face I was, oh, can you just do this can you? you got. You just feel like telling hey, me, can you all fuck off, I'm in a fight, it's, so it does, it does get to you, so I don't think he's, his corner uh, helped him out in that sense, but that's not taking any, anything away from Brian Ortega and um, his corner, he's, he, they had a rivalry and he came and said what he was going to do, he said he was going to embarrass him and it, that's exactly what he did. He he could have easily, at every single point, tried to initiate and take it to the ground, and he stayed on the feet. Which and I'm glad he did, because a lot of people were were sort of pissing me off with the metaphor of oh, if they go to the ground, he's just gonna he's just gonna fuck him up. If this stays on, on the feet, a zombie's just gonna fuck him up. And I, I knew that were not the case because, like I said, they were both equally matched. The first takedown, down Brian Ortega went to go, go for, got stuffed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Proof there. Um, well, not as easy as you thought. And then obviously on the feet, who were the first ones to get dropped? Zombie.
1: I think it's easy to forget that these guys are elite level fighters. And uh, you get to this kind of level, you need to be well-rounded in, in, in all aspects of the game. Exactly.
0: You can... You, you just tell how thick how like, fickle some fans are, like how quickly people can forget exactly what people can do and you can understand obviously the commentary don't help it, but obviously it's their job to harp up that these fighters and stuff yeah. like that, but you know yourself, Dan Audit in DC, do not believe for one second that zombie can't hang on the ground with Ortega, or Ortega can't hang on the feet with Zombie. You know that them two believe at them all day. Mm-hmm. they have just got to say this sort of stuff to to half of up because Ortega's this black belt, Gracie Jiu Jitsu specialist who can tap anybody out. And then obviously Zombie's this Korean zombie who nobody can finish, who's an absolute Zombie on the feet. Which, again, not the case. But, I had potential to be an amazing fart didn't really pull off that well, but congratulations to to Brian. And what can you say? He, after that sort of performance and with what's going on in the in the featherweight, what could he get a title shot off this or? Well, I think I think, de- like I remack, think remack
1: no, I think win? Dana confirmed that this fight was was in one contender fight, so. No, well, fair enough then. He's definitely got Volkanovski next. Uh, but that should be a good fat uh but the reason why we're having this uh four week stint on file and uh, comes up next week uh an early early recording for us we we're, we're quite happy about that uh the prelim start at half past three in the afternoon here for us uh we've got um Brilliant. the the very hyped... Uh, Umar Nurmagomedov coming in, uh, Khabib's cousin for his uh UFC debut. You think he looks like me, but I I uh, my head. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> one of my mates, Tom, he tagged me in a post and he, he, he put I didn't
0: know you
1: fought for UFC. And I looked at <laughs> him like nah,
0: actually,
1: that's a double look, like, is that a picture of me? And I'm like, Shit, no, it's his cousin. Yeah, well he, he making his debut comes in at twelve and I think, so there's a lot of heart behind him. Um then on the the the, the 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 recorded prelims we've got one of Carlos' favourite fighters, smiling Sam Alvey, uh, against uh young Dun, uh, young Dayun, uh, Alex Avera against uh Shabat Rachmanov, uh, Stefan Struve against Tatarbaz is the the featured prelim, and then the main card is just the fat on fat on fat, Ankleya versus Laba. S- Simpia Calvi over against Lauren Murphy, uh, Alexander Volkov against Walt Harris. Robert Whitaker in the core main event against Jared uh, Cannonier, and then uh, main fight the fight that we've been looking forward to for so goddamn long. Uh, Habib Noman taking on Justin Gaethje probably Habib's hardest fight. Um, people have kind of wrote off Gaethje as uh, as a just having a his chance, but I don't think that's true. I think this this could be. Uh, a very very hard day at the office for Habib Um, so yeah could check in next week to find out what we think about that Uh, but yeah uh, follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos Uh, follow Visionaries Global Media The Chair Shot and uh, Shooting the Sports-ish thank you all for listening and that is the end
0: adios amigos